Media. How you doing, everybody? The Chet Calvick Podcast Network. Prepare to be amazed. Prepare to laugh. Prepare to be offended. Go f*** yourself. But most of all, prepare to be entertained. Chet Kopic, Jeff Vegas. This is Unscripted and In Your Face. Uh, the only podcast that carries the official endorsement of the Peoria Chamber of Commerce. Welcome once again to uh, Undisputed, Uncalled for, Unscripted and In Your Face. Uh, joined by my good friend from uh, WIND Radio, uh, Jeff Big Pink Pinker. You told me you hated today me is the wearing last, the, uh, me the wearing the official uh, colors of uh, Elmwood Park, black mm-hmm. on black. Mm-hmm. Nice. You look like a guy who's ready to go down uh, to do uh, uh, one to five at Marion for uh, armed robbery. Marion. Yeah, that, that's a bit extensive. Uh, Marion. Hey, by the way, I'm, I'm, something really important has struck me uh, oh, look at you. over look the weekend. At seriously, yeah, something yeah. very important in your life. Really, really important. No, what is that? Yeah. I, I have determined after years of, uh, of following chicks at both uh, U.S. Cellular Field and Cubs Park that the chicks who go to Cubs Park are more likely to be blonde and wear a halter top and have a French pedicure as opposed to the chicks who go to U.S. Cellular Field. Who need a dentist. Who um, need a dentist. Um, will have you usually two to three visible tattoos, uh-huh. and uh, are the kind of girls who, as Rick James immortalized in song, are the kind you don't take home to mama. Now you discovered that after years of of, of going to the well, I, I did some really scientific research. <laughs> Folks, please, you see what I put up with every week. So what, what, what just by watching for once, you took the you you, you took your glasses off. What'd well, you do? no, I I just just sat back and I. Hey, the bottom line is girls are hot. go the girls that go to Wrigley Field are much hotter. No I, I I just I, I strongly disagree. You do. I, I think they're cuter, but I think the girls that go to White Sox Park are more inviting. I think that I think the girls that go to Sox you're a Park at That's one o'clock why. at one o'clock in the morning you're shooting billiards in a in a local uh, in a local bar. You're much more likely to score with a chick from uh, uh, the cell than you are with a chick from. Uh, uh, the confines. Well, that's now this is a horse of a different color. I said hot. You're talking about scoring. You well, you don't score with hot chicks anyway. So there you go. It's perfect for you. That's perfect. So you like the girls that are ugly, that smell, that have tattoos, and you know they wear those 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 tops with their flabs hanging over the you know, their belt, and you like that. You like that look and tattoos. Where the hell, now? Where are you going with this? No, I'm not going. It's true. I mean, you you were pissed off during show number one. Now you're now you're majorly pissed off. I'm not pissed off at all. Why do you say I'm pissed off? Don't you know, so you know, you didn't get any sleep last night, so you're irritable. You know, well, you know, I took the wrong sleeping medication. Well, stop taking all that crap. How could you know what you take if when one time I was with you, your briefcase opened and fell out all the crap? I'll bet you have minimum fifteen medications in there. No, you're way low. I, 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 would have, I, would, I would have the over-under on uh, medications in my briefcase at 22. And you could count hairspray. And you, have, you know what? <laughs> and you know what? You know what? Uh, I'm going to tell you this from doing my uh, chiropractor show with Dr. Barone on Tuesdays. Is that this is, this is something very interesting about medication. Our bodies are natural, obviously. Every single uh, piece of medication made in this country is synthetic. That's the law. So that's why there's so many side effects because, you know, it might cure A, but it screws up B and C. And look at all the crap you're taking. You should go to a pharmacologist and see what all that medication is doing to you. I'm serious. There's some things you shouldn't be taking together. You know what, man? I'm at a point in time. Look, cocaine and heroin well, doesn't afraid. mix. Jack. I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid to go to a doctor for a physical. Why? I don't even want to have uh, 
a colonoscopy or uh, that's dumb. Seriously, I, I know it is. You've never had a colonoscopy? No, I, I, I've had a colonoscopy done a couple of times, but I just, I, I'm, 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 I'm in a window right now where I feel, even though I, I feel great, I've lost, you know, thirty, yeah, thirty-eight you're look, pounds. You're looking nice. Thirty-eight pounds. Good for you. The pants I'm wearing right now have been altered twice already. Nice. Those pants, even though they went out in 1989, but they look good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they look good yeah. You, 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 the kind of guy who thinks who thinks men's warehouse is high end shopping. You, the kind of guy who thinks that the Marshall should be on Michigan Avenue, is talking to <laughs> is, me about fashion. Is it on Michigan Avenue? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Marshall Fields. Oh no, that's Macy's. <laughs> Whatever happened to Goldblatt? <laughs> oh, Goldblatt's was awesome. Oh man, it was great. Oh, Goldblatt's was great. It was you ever go to a joint on uh, South State Street called Smoky Joe's? No. It's no, no. I bet you that did. that was the clothing store to end all clothing. Did stores. you go? Did you go there? Yeah, hell yes. I thought it was for our, uh, you know, for um, our yeah. But it was principally for you know, designed for for black dudes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there you go. It was the only place you could go where you could get a lime green suit with a lime green shirt, lime green shoes, lime green socks, and a lime green fedora. Did you ever wear the Nehru's back in the late? Oh season? hell yeah! Are you, oh, yeah. Sure, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Or those walking there, there, suits. Now there was a time when I used to wear a headband. Can you imagine that? With long hair? With a headband? You actually had long hair? Oh, I mean, shoulder length. Yeah. yeah. You, should, you should have a you Shoulder have... length, bleach blonde hair. Why a headband? Though, because of the hair? Because I thought it was cool. You well, know, you're young and you're stupid. Yeah, well, instead of, I, As opposed to being old and stupid. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Thank you so much. Now I went to Smokey Joe's. No, not me. Well, you know, I have big lips, so maybe I could use one of those pimp hats. Yeah, your lips. So the, uh, pin, so the pin shit doesn't hit my lips. That's about the only your thing lips remind me of Mick Jagger. Yeah, I, that's the only reason I would go to Smokey Joe's for one of the hats. Yeah, yeah. Mick Jagger and Bill Clinton were sitting together at the World Cup over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I watched about 90 seconds of it, and I, I caught him in a cutaway. I'm thinking to myself, I wonder how many chicks those two guys have had combined over the years. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Jagger has to have something in somewhere I would guess in the vicinity of six to eight thousand. Mm-hmm. Didn't real Chum- Chamberlain write a book that he said he had Chamberlain? 000 Chamberlain people, claimed 100, he had twenty five thousand oh, chicks. And somebody did the math on his life, beginning, uh, for example, at the I think at the age of eighteen, mm-hmm. and they figured out Wilt would have to have a chick roughly every two hours and forty five minutes. Maybe he did. <laughs> Maybe he did. You know, he was he was so damn physically opposing, but the way he talked with that. That big uh, bassy voice, like Barry White, uh, and everything was, uh, everything was. Uh, you, you understand, my man. You understand. So, are the Bulls going to get LeBron? Speaking of basketball, uh, right now, the, what's interesting is I just checked a betting service. Being the degenerate that that I am, yes, you they're, are. They're they're two to one. They're running a two to one in Las Vegas to mm-hmm. sign LeBron. The Knicks are at five to two, which means virtually those are identical numbers. Mm-hmm. My my gut says, yeah, LeBron is coming uh, to. Uh, Chicago. Okay, so there'll be something to talk about in the fall. Which means that for the first time in 13 years, the Bulls again will be relevant. Yes, because they're not relevant now. Because, I mean, when was, the last, when was the last time you were actually excited about a Bulls game? Mm, when Artis Gilmore played. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was... I think 19, that was 1922. No, it was 1979, I think. Yeah, I was very excited back in those days. <laughs> I, I, basketball is not my deal. Although I, I like every other Fairweather fan at the time, I watched Michael, and who didn't? But uh, I'm not a basketball. That's that's fourth on my list. After maybe no, maybe it's third now because I've already taken baseball out. I would say hockey 
Yeah, hockey's before football, even for me. Uh, I love the Hawks. And that's way before the Hawks won. Hockey, football, uh, whatever. It's over. Well, you know, as, as we speak right now, this is, a, this is a big week for the Cubs for, for a reason other than baseball. Why? They're home with the Pirates. Then they're home with somebody else. It doesn't really, doesn't really matter who they're home with. But I want to see what the box office numbers look like because their box office, while it's by no means right now in jeopardy, is suddenly getting soft. And the scalpers are doing no business with them whatsoever. All these guys who bought up tickets over the winter. Thinking, no business. You know, it looks thinking, like it's crowded every day to me. Well, you know what? They're, they're down, they're down almost 2,000 fans a game. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks ago you said it was 1,000 or 1,500. Say what? No, a couple weeks ago you said it was like, now it's down to 2,000 a game? Yeah. How about the guys, no, mention no names, I know you have some friends in the business, how about the rooftop decks across the street? Um, well, you're, you're speaking obviously about my guy Dave Abrams <laughs> at uh, Skybox on Sheffield, where I'm a frequent guest. Yes, of course you are. As a matter of fact, I wrote about Dave in my book, uh, Fat Guys Shouldn't Be Dancing at Halftime, which, by the way, you're not going to believe this. I know, you're in Oak Brook. Eight months, eight, eight months after release. Yeah. Getting I, I, I go into Oak Brook, and there it is, right on the main desk. Because you're probably going to Lisa Dominique with Harvey on, <laughs> <laughs> on the tour. Well, whatever happened to Lisa Dominique? I haven't, I haven't heard talked to her in a month. Uh, because she doesn't, uh, can't, uh, like many people in this business, uh, you know, she's not, uh, she doesn't need you, so she doesn't call you. So that's all. That's all works, folks. She's got the Amy Jacobson syndrome. I didn't say that. Yeah, she, that's what you mean. I did not. Come on. That. No. Come on. No. Don't don't backpedal on me. No, that's I'm not what ba- you mean. I'm not in a canoe. <laughs> This always makes for great podcasting. We don't have a cough button. Oh, this is a very luxurious. Autopsy revealed the Pinkus died of uh, gout. Oh, God. That's terrible to have. Gout. Please don't drink out of my water bottle. Well, then you better keep talking, <laughs> which is tough okay. for you to do. Okay, I will. Yeah. I will. You can't do this without me, you folks. Sound like, you sound like Babe Ruth saying goodbye. <coughs> you sound like uh, Don Vito Corleone. I want no ass of vengeance. <clears throat> I won no inquiries, babe. Thank you so this much. This war stops now. <laughs> I like Amy. Don't don't be knocking Amy. I love Amy. I don't to be. Amy's dumb. delightful, but I mean, Amy. Amy is. That's what you think. Amy. Oh, okay. I know. Listen. We all have flaws. God knows I've got about ten thousand. Not you. Amy. Amy can be a little bit, shall we say, selfish. Okay, that's fine. You're entitled. To your opinion. Hey, if if I if if I told the house how many times you bitched out I Amy to me, I didn't bitch out. You talked Amy. about how much Amy doesn't appreciate what you did to well, resurrect her career. No, of course not. I never said that, folks. He just is trying to make good radio. Is that so? <laughs> <laughs> you you want to try making some good radio right now? <laughs> I mean, that would be unusual. <laughs> but you happen to bring up Dominique. Uh, yeah, she's on, on the uh, Harvey the Hungry Dog tour or something. So, it's, uh, it's nice. Now, you know, this business, interesting. All kidding aside, you know, now, now that I'm in the cigar business with my, my pinkercigar.com, have you noticed that, um, like the wine business, say, been in many wine things, and how people are, like, kind of nerdy, kind of, I'd say more on the stuck-up side. Cigar business are men. Stuck-up. The operative phrase. Really, cigar guys are really, oh, seriously, good, even the retailers, good guys, just more of a regular kind of guy. But in this industry, I will go as far as saying 
that you know, like real estate attracts again a certain breed. Not all, never such thing as all, but in this broadcasting business, the talent. I don't know either where this one's going. No, no, like you say, the talent. There's a lot of people that are full of themselves. It's got nothing to do with Amy or Dominique or you, or whatever. People, I've met a lot of people, and in my opinion, there's a lot of people full of themselves. The only way you can survive in this business is you have to be a jag full of yourself. No, that's not what I mean. You don't have to be selfish. You have to be selfish. Do you have to be a little old? bit? Yeah. Oh, you do a little bit. Yeah, I think you do. Uh, everyone has to be selfish a little bit. You have to be. Totally Although no, no, you 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 don't have to be selfish. You know because, what I mean? Because I, you know, to me, I think you know part of what I. What I like most about what I've done in this racket for years and years mm-hmm. is get people started. Okay, you're you're a rare breed, and you really and you are. We were talking earlier today about Howard Stern. Love him or hate him, use the word loyalty. Guy's a genius. Not just that. Yes, he is, no doubt. But he's also, and I've, I've and again, as I as I told you before, we we hopped on board. I can't by any means tell you know the house that I'm a great friend of Howard Stern's, but I've been around him you know enough times to know. He is really a great guy. And he is fun to be around. He's loyal, is what I'm saying. He's had those people there for 25-plus years. That's all I'm saying. He's an unusual breed, and he's a rebel, and he fights the corporate structure. I really admire him for believing what he believes him in fighting. Well, he fights the corporate structure, yet he was able to get a guy like Carmazan, like Mel Carmazan, to way overpay him. So he has an ability to not only fight the corporate structure, but take the corporate structure. And this was the great Steve Dahl approach for years and years was Dahl had the ability to get the corporate structure on his side. Mm-hmm. That was a, you know, I always maintain that Dahl's greatest talent was not what he did on the air, it was what he did off the air. Mm-hmm. Superb businessman, mm-hmm. but he had the ability to take and just just kind of reach out with the palm of his hand and management would just sort of fall right on the palm and Dahl would put him, you know, right in his hip pocket. Right. And that's what made Steve Dahl the success he was. And how did he do that? How did he get him on his side? I don't know. I, I really don't know. But I mean there there was there was something about Dahl where he he was always, you know, during the Halcyon days of the uh, the loop in the late eighties and early nineties. It, it, I, I used to marvel at how shrewd Dahl was in terms of dealing with management. Mm-hmm. I mean no matter what he did, no matter how many people he ticked off Management loved this guy. They just they adored this guy. Mm-hmm. And yes, he was he was ratings driven. He was he was creating tremendous revenue streams, the whole nine yards. But it went deeper than that, far far deeper than that. He he understood the game, and it is a game, right? As you know, yes, it is. And the game ain't nearly as much fun now as it was ten years ago because it's too corporatized. Yeah, like Vegas. You know, I mean, oh, back, Vegas is a drag compared to what it used to be. Right. What I'm saying is, back in the day, where you got not just the comps, the action, the, you know, the, the a lot of the entertainers would, you know, would be more uh, with, with with the audience, and it was more interactive, so to speak. I think everything has gotten. More you know more what more. Vegas is all about today? You, you want to you know one of the, the worst advertising billboard I think I've ever seen in my life. Getting off of McCarran about four years ago, it's an ad for Bally's. It says. Qualify for free airlines vouchers. Simply play four hours of table games daily and receive $125 toward the purchase of your next uh, uh, airline ticket. In other words, dear sucker, come on down and play blackjack or play craps for four, four hours, hours a day for and, and, a quarter. and, and lose, lose junior's college tuition, lose your, lose your mortgage money, the whole nine yards, and when you leave Las Vegas, boy, we're going to give you a voucher for 125 bucks. So dumbass, you can come back again in three months. Yeah, well, that's just, uh, that's all they care about anyway. They just want to take your dough. 
Well, hey, nobody nobody ever said Las Vegas was uh, ding-dong school. No, no, no. I'm just saying it. I'm not knocking them. Hey, all right, let's, what, what do you got here? You got something like Ask the Pinker? You, I could see you scoured and you prepped for the show so heavily today. Yeah, I, I did. I, I really did. How do you feel today? You look a little tired, a little haggardly. No, no, I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm in very good spirits today. How's your love life? Uh, Wonderful. Please it tell, is, please tell it me is great oh, right you, now. Oh, that's why I don't hear from you anymore. Here we go. So, Dear Abby. Wait, hang on before you get going. Yeah. What's the deal? Please don't tell me you're back with the same old broad, please. Are you? Be honest if you are. Dear Pinker, uh, direct from uh, Dear Abby. you nine times. In the, uh, no, make it ten, in the Chicago Sun-Times. Oh, you took her to Red Lobster. Why are some women so, so she, shallow? Yeah, so she's back. Why are some women so shallow? <laughs> right? You took her to Red Lobster, didn't you? Why didn't are you? some women so shallow? That they won't date a man who is going bald. I didn't hear a they word do not said. even make the time mm-hmm. to get to know us. They just turn us down. Are there women out there who like men who are bald or getting there? Signed, smooth-headed in Tampa, Florida. This is what you pick out? This is what I picked out. Smooth head. Which head are you talking about? Smooth head in Tampa? Give me a break. Why Why would a bald guy write Dear Abby? Because he's a putz. I wouldn't even read anything from a guy in Dear Abby. First of all, I don't I know why we read it, because we think, you know, we're going to get some material on it. Today, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, well, Dear, Dear Abby, Dear Abby, it's I'm just sorry, in my opinion, for you. one reason, to give us a two-and-a-half-minute pop during one of our podcasts. That's the only reason this broad exists. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I don't know anybody that would... First of all... You know, I, everybody's got strange tastes. First of all, you know, I really... I really don't know. Who gives... <laughs> I think women like uh, like men with hair. For, well, but they also... I, I know some women who think that a completely bald look is just as sexy as all get out. All right. Well, that's good for you. I, which which part? Which... which what's, well, in my case, my kneecaps. I mean, uh, <laughs> do you shave down there? Do you ever, ever thought about it? Do you, yeah. You do? Yeah. You do the little trim line thing and then whatever? Hmm. I'm giving it some thought because I was told that's the way to go now. Yeah. God. The the, the clean look is very, very popular, very, that's very what, in right that's now. That's what I hear. Yeah. See? I'm really behind the times. Yeah, behind the times. I'm Let me tell you, Pat. I, there's not much there anyway. You, you haven't even heard about the Bay City Rollers yet. <laughs> I mean, I'm, so, I'm just afraid that, you know, I mean, how do you avoid... You know, cutting off Listen, that's all right. With what you've got, it's, it's not going to be any great <laughs> loss anyway. That's my point. It's not much there. So, oh, like you're Joe Hung. Well, maybe that's why you get the, you know, the Red Lobster chick back. <laughs> now, really, did you really take it? Is that how you got her back? No, no, no. Where'd, where'd you take her? We did we uh, Gibson's. I'm going there Friday for my son's For birthday. what? What are you hustling? My son's. <laughs> <laughs> it's my son's birthday. He'll be 20 on Friday. The carrot cake at Gibson's is the, the greatest best. dessert in America. You should have called me. I would have gotten you. Well, I'm not, not what, I, what am I asking you? You're hooked up. We're hooked up with Mo over there. You don't wait. If you don't know to ping, call the pinker. Pinker gets you. What, wait at Gibson's? Come on. Hey, we're at Gibson's, yeah. Over there on, uh, I don't wait at Gibson's. We don't wait anywhere, though, you and me. We're, we know the right people. So you took her to get. Hey, by the way, no, there's there's video of me from your uh, cigar event, Myron and Phil's. Yes, there on is. On YouTube. Can you explain why the hell it's there, given the fact that you don't see me? No, no idea. I didn't even know it was on there. It's it's on there. Video of you. Of video Myron of me. And video it, of me from you at uh, who wrote, at your at your Gurkha boy, you know, all star holiday gala. Yeah. And there's only one problem. You can't see me in the video. <laughs> we cut you out. 
<laughs> oh, shit, jeez. I meant to bring you a poster. I got a real nice poster of the, the pinker and these two hot babes. For what? For my cigar. Yeah, you'd like it. Yeah, I'm telling you. The hot chick, that that Hispanic girl you try to pick up there, she's in, in the poster. Oh, the one who... Um with cankles? Yeah, had a butt like your average 18 wheeler. Well, but why did you have your arm around her for so long? Because she looked lonely. She looked like she and was so bereaved. Did... Oh, listen to you. So you're trying to tell me you were trying to accommodate her. Exactly. Yeah. I was just trying to be a gentleman because it was your event. <laughs> and with that. Bunch of crap I've ever heard. And in with my that. Life. We are going to close out this edition of Unscripted and in Your Face. We thank our marvelous, marvelous friend at Chicago's premiere. Suburban Taxi Service, that is, of course, American Taxi. Holocaust in here. On behalf of uh, my good friend, the uh, the Pinker, who is uh, who is roasting, roasting. I'm uh, Kopik. We'll uh, catch you next time around. So long, everybody. <laughs>